Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup. In today's episode, we have special guest and my fellow Paid Search Association board member and author of not just one, but two books on paid search and automation. The first one called Digital Marketing in an AI World and more recently, as in released in the last few months, unlevel the playing field. Yeah, we are here joined by Frederick Valles, founder of Optimizer. We're going to be talking to him about some of the questions he poses in his books and the answers he gives and just basically how we can adapt in an ever automation turning PPC world. So enjoy. Welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I'm recording from my studio here in London, UK. And I use this platform to share not just expert, but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to, if you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussions, and even if you do, then like, follow, share, retweet on that right Twitter with my handle, The Marketing Anu, or join us on our LinkedIn group, which is the PPC Chat Roundup podcast. Or if you're on Instagram, why don't you check us out at PPC Chat underscore Roundup. So today, as I mentioned earlier on, we have the amazing Julie Bicini being joined by Frederick Valles. He's ex-Google. He started, then went on and started his own automation company, Optimizer, which is spelled O-P-T-M-Y-Z-R. So yeah, it's definitely very much an honor for us to have him join us and answering every single question that Julie is going to give on this chat. So yeah, as I'm just going to now get into Julie starting off the chat, she goes, hello and thank you for joining me today. I'm thrilled to have Fred as our guest today. We will be talking about his new book on level the playing field and how we can continue to adapt in PPC. But first, how are you doing? And the roll call goes that, yeah, we've got Julia Weiss joining us as well as Michael Fleming, also Andrew McGarry, Sean Ellie, and plenty more people down the line. I also saw Dwayne Brown that he joined the chat as well. So that's going to be a very interesting um, conversation to go through. So, but first, before we get into any of the questions, Julie now puts a, a very lovely PSA where she goes, before we get to questions, this chat is intended for PPC professionals of all levels. And this one, especially for juniors. So no one should be left out. If you have something you want to share, please do. We are a friendly and supportive community. Please don't be afraid to participate. However, lurkers and just listeners of the podcast especially are, of course, always welcome. And thank you for joining on this episode as well. So, yeah, we also definitely have, you know, Frederick um, introducing himself and saying hi on this chat, saying, yeah, I'm doing great. Um, Julie, all re-energized after attending my first US-based in-person conference last week. So yes, Hero Conference happened in Austin last week. Um, it was exciting to talk to people in real life again. Oh, I'd have loved to have caught that. But anyway, oceans, like, yeah, uh, the between us prevent that. Frederick then um, goes on saying that I'm saying I started doing PPC as a side project in 1998 and professionally since 2002 when I joined Google. In 2013, I started Optimize 
Optimizer with my two co-founders. I wrote three blog posts for Search Engine Land about the future of PPC in an automated world in 2017. And those were all in the top 10. And so I've continued thinking about this topic and just published my second book about it. It's called Unlevel the Playing Field, the Biggest Mind Shift in PPC History. And you can find that on Amazon. Just go there and search for Unlevel the Playing Field and I'm sure you'll find it there. Getting into this very interesting chat, Julie goes, let's get to it. Fred's book is all about automation and how you can continue to have value as a PPC pro in the age of ever increasing automation. So she first asks, how much automation are you currently using in your Google ads accounts and what type are you using? Now, it would be a bit of a cheat if I answer any of these questions. So I didn't quite join the chat because I work for Marin Software now and we are an automation tool. So yeah. Oh, we are always, it's all about pushing. We're encouraging our clients to use automation. We see the value in it, especially in the big accounts. And we even find ways of bringing value to the smaller accounts as well. And hey, look at that. I'm not even being paid for promotion yet. <laughs> so yeah, Julia Vice then um, goes on to give the answer to her answer to question one, saying automated bids, shared budgets, automated reporting, audience layering, layered on, including similar audiences, which are made automatically. Fred replies saying one PPC automation is responsive search ads. We see 83% adoption of RSAs amongst accounts connected to us. That's up from 75% 18 months ago. So lots more people using RSAs, which definitely a form of Google's automation. Fred then continues, does anyone else wonder when those 17% of advertisers will finally try RSAs, especially since that'll be the only text ad format starting in Q3. So yeah, as he's saying, some people have still not switched to extended, uh, have not switched to RSA, so responsive search ads and are still on expanded text ads. And please, if you're one of them, I genuinely encourage you. I know RSAs might be difficult to get our heads around with automation, but it's very important to start testing it so that by the time your hands are tied, you know what to do and you know what works. Julie then answers her question to question one, saying some automated bidding when enough conversion volume using RSAs in all campaigns. Fred continues saying, as for automated bidding, we see virtually all advertisers using some form of automated bids, though in many instances, they only use it as part of their account. So yeah, I do think that a lot of people still using manual bidding for their accounts, especially the smaller ones. Michael Fleming goes, a decent amount, DSAs, so that's dynamic search ads, smart biddings, and RSAs. Andrew McGarrett goes, as a long-time subscriber to Optimizer, we've always found the product feed-related rules to be of huge benefit. Building your own custom automation rules is a doable, is a double-edged sword, but at least you can't blame Google if you get it wrong. He continues, Q4 2021 and Q1 2022 tests in Google Ads for us at least suggest the automation Google offers out of the box is better compared to 12 months ago, albeit you still need 8 to 12 weeks to make Make it sing. I see this year as a clear line in the sand for automation. He continues for massive brand sentiment and product hype would need to stay neutral to truly know how much GMP automation was driving growth. Usually paid media is simply capitalizing on great PR and great products, but for SMEs, it would be a game changer for growth. For uh, small to medium sized enterprises, would that be a great time for growth and all the automation? I'm not sure. Andrew then finally says that 2022 is the first year where custom manual solutions we've been tweaking and improved for years were finally 
overtaken by automation, but the first four weeks side by side still look awful. Most SMEs won't have the stomach or faith to hold their nerve at week four. Julie then goes, yeah, great point about a shift in there being true learning periods now for Google ads. If you're using automation, this has historically been much less of an issue on Google ads than say on a platform like Facebook requires calibration in expectation setting. And Andrew goes hundred percent. Google needs to publish SME case studies with specific numbers on conversion volumes over a four to eight to 12 week period, and then show the results. It might not be sexy compared to a big brand case study, but it's what is urgently needed. Julie goes, a case study that was an actual small business will be mind blowing as I do not think I have ever seen one. Yeah. Case studies from Google. That's like gold dust. <laughs> Chris Ridley then goes, all Google needs to do is offer SMEs, preferably via their agency account manager, enough Google credits to cover the case study period. So 48 weeks, this will give agencies and SMEs incentives to try the new features out without feeling the need to pull the plug early. You hear that Google? I think that's such a great idea. Give people a little bit of credit for the testing period, long testing period for smaller brands so that they can prove how well the Google tool could work. Chris Reddy then continues, agencies SMEs would get some PR if their case study is used and published and it provides agencies and SMEs some extra budget for experimenting and generating volume. So yeah, that's a nice little thread about, yeah, the optimization and, you know, how you can do automation testing in smaller accounts. Thanks for that, Andrew. Sean Ellie then replies to question one as well, saying that it depends on the account, but I would say at least testing automation in all accounts at some level, but minimal automation overall. Some auto biddings, no smart shopping, tested performance mark max in one account and not loving results. So about to end that as well. Uh, I think with performance max, I think, again, give it maybe four to eight weeks, eight or 12 weeks even, because I doubt it will work well within a few weeks. Julia Weiss as, as well continues to answer to question one, saying moving to only RSAs on all new builds. And Julie mentions something very important here, as <laughs> we are going to be using a lot of acronyms like RSAs, DSAs and whatnot. Yeah, we have a handy PPC acronym page in our resources section on the PPC chat site. So just go to officialppcchat.com forward slash PPC hyphen acronyms and you can find out what people are talking about and no one needs to know you looked it up. So yeah, go check out officialppcchat.com forward slash PPC hyphen acronyms. And then we have Julie taking us on to question two saying, do you use smart bidding across the board or only for certain campaigns? No. Yeah. The dreaded smart bidding one. Michael Fleming goes only in campaigns where I feel there's enough data for the machine to actually be smart. <laughs> Very good answer. Julie advice goes across the board. It's so much simpler than managing manual budgets on all campaigns. That's interesting. We have um, Julie then taking us answering question two as well, saying I use it whenever there is enough volume to do so. Yes, I know Google Ads says you can do it with any level of conversions, but I have found if you don't meet the previous thresholds, the automation struggles to get going. Frederick replies to that saying the machine would eventually learn, but sometimes it's smart to invest your time and manage things manually to build volume rather than to invest money to let the machine play around and eventually figure it out. Julia Vice goes, this is so important for B2B and for niche topics. The automation needs something to build 
on volume equals to better automation. Sean Elliott then replies to question two saying only for certain campaigns or accounts. I do like running experiments where there is enough conversion data to see if automated bids would increase results. Usually start with an experiment. If it wins, leave that campaign automated. If it loses, stick with the manual. And then we have Alex Nicole replying to question two saying, I use smart bidding pretty much across the board. I found that it performs well for me and honestly makes management easier. Though I just learned smart bidding doesn't take advantage of Google's in-engine audiences as a signal, which I found interesting. Really? They don't use the in-audiences or any of the audiences. Well, that particular audiences as a signal. That is weird. And then we have Chris Ridley replying to question two, saying my go-to approach for campaigns are as follows. Maximize clicks, then maximize conversion value, then apply a target CPA or ROAS. Each step happens once I believe I have enough data to warrant taking the account into a more complex bid strategy. I rarely use manual CPC these days. And then Julie takes us on to question three, going, have you tested the fully automated cross-channel performance max campaign type and how would you feel if it replaced legacy campaign types oh i'll not be happy if it fully replaced legacy campaign types but yeah i think it's definitely worth testing jim banks replies i have not touched performance max campaigns yet i am extremely uncomfortable if this was the only ad form we had I, I agree as well. I know the beta testers did well, but in betas, most advertisers do. I want to see the ongoing performance and might want until I am, I'm, and I might wait until I am forced to adopt. Sophia replies to question three saying, we have slowly started testing max campaigns in accounts that struggle generating adequate revenue. Thought it would be a good tactic to test these since they will replace smart shopping soon anyway. So yeah, moving on from smart shopping, go to performance max. My Molina replies to question two saying, I start with manual, change to semi-automated, migrate to smart biddings if the performance goes well. After a while, usually they do. Garrett replies to question two saying, not all campaigns have smart bidding. I'll run tests and for certain campaigns where manual CPC performs better and keeps CPC down. Julia Vice replies to question three saying, no, actually I had a major problem with locals also cross channel where my replacement exclusions were not applied. You can't do it manually. You need support. And our ads ended up on YouTube channels. They shouldn't have been on caution. Uh, yeah, exactly. What's that? That thing about making sure anyway. Yeah. Exclusion. Exclusion placements is definitely needed for these campaign types. Fred then replies to that, replies to question three, saying bad placements are a big issue across the board. And that's something we're starting to address with Optimizer software. Luckily, there are account level exclusions we can leverage, but Google Ads makes it very difficult to format very difficult to format the exclusions correctly. Andrew replies, a list of things possible via support only. There's a list worth maintaining or a cool lead magnets. And yeah, we in fact, going back to the point of that Fred made about, yeah, Google Ads makes it very difficult to format the exclusions correctly. I am not surprised. I doubt they want you to add any exclusions to anything. Ugh. Julie then replies to question three saying, I have not done any performance max campaigns yet. I would not be happy if they became the only option, especially after hearing things like they made video assets for you. Exclusions are difficult, etc. No, I definitely don't want performance max to be the only format as well. Definitely not. 
Um, Sean Ellie replies to question three saying, no, I was scared of the shopping component. Having seen other people have the shopping campaigns completely tank after launching Performance Max. Yes, we were seeing that, hearing about mm. that as well. Alex Nicole replies to question three saying, I haven't yet. It's something I want to test. The quality of assets you provide is extremely important. Managing Performance Max seems more about managing the inputs and letting the automation handle the optimization of the inputs. And then we have Chris Ridley replying to a question three saying, yes, Lisa Lish Griffiths and I have been testing Performance Max across a range of our accounts. I personally wouldn't feel comfortable with the Performance Max campaigns until we get more data and control. Not being able to see search terms or apply negatives is a missed opportunity. And then we have a quick one from Garrett going, Performance Max is on the testing list. And he replies question three. Michael Fleming also goes, I haven't tried Performance Max yet. Too new for me to trust and my account is too new for a test. And Dwayne Brown then replies to question two saying, we are 90% e-com and DTC. T-ROAS works really well across clients and campaigns. We are always testing though to make sure we pick the right setting for each client. And then Julie goes, as an aside, we will be having ads liaison. That's the handle, but that's Ginny Marvin with us next week to talk performance max. So get your questions ready. Andrew McGarry replies to question three saying a list of things possible via support only. There's a list worth maintaining or a cool lead magnet. Judy then takes us on to question four saying what tricks do you have for helping automation perform better? Any optimization tips and or ways you've prevented failures? Dwayne first replies to question three saying we are testing it and testing performance max and it does really well, almost too well, too early to have any strong opinion beyond we want to continue to test and see how it works with our other campaigns. Yeah, that too well is... Oof makes you a bit <laughs> cringy. Fred replies to Dwayne Brown saying, knowing how it interacts with other campaigns is such an important question. Is it cannibalizing your search campaigns or is it truly incremental traffic? Sean replies, I'm wondering the same thing about shopping too. Are you testing with a different product set or have you set it to impact your other shopping campaigns? Fred replies, it's a similar problem as when you run smart and regular shopping at the same time. If there's any product overlap, the smart shopping campaign will get the impression and ignore your perfectly optimized manual shopping campaign. Ben replies here, we're doing different product SKUs right now. We have been taking the approach that we should think and use Performance Max like it's a normal smart shopping campaign to see how it compares, then branch out from there. Um, Fred goes, makes sense, especially considering smart shopping campaigns are going away and will be replaced by Performance Max soon. And yeah, Dwayne goes, very much why we went this route to start. I have no issues giving up control to machines when they are hitting three-point baskets. Fred goes, curious if you feel you get credit for the assists on the three-point basket, because if you don't, then why should clients pay you? I know you do amazing work, but do you get the credit you deserve? Yeah, I love that when Fred says that. He's this CEO, founder of an automation tool, but also he's questioning to ensure that whether like the advertisers themselves are getting the credit and knowing there's a great place in this whole ecosystem for advertisers to do great work. So yeah, it's always great having those kind of people in the mix chatting about all this. And then we have my Molina replying to question three saying, I started trying in several accounts, e-com mostly, even though I know they perform better on lead accounts, but I don't trust that magic button to migrate from smart shopping to performance max. I started an Excel mentioning different account situations to compare scenarios. Interesting. 
And then we have Garrett replying to question four saying, test automated bidding using experiments. I'm not scared to use manual CPC if CPCs and performance isn't where I think it should be. In a performance atmosphere, I go with what's working. Julie then gives us question five saying, in what scenarios do you feel manual management is still better than automated PPC? Ooh, and she asks, well, she's tagged Fred in all the questions, but this one I'm very interested to see what Fred has to say. But first, we've got Jim Banks replying saying, I don't think you should ever just manually manage things. Too many automations that you should be looking at based on location, device, time of day, day of week. Impossible to manage that all effectively. You'll leave money on the table for sure. Chris replies, I totally agree. The main reason I don't use manual CPC is because I cannot invest the hours into an account to manually manage max CPCs. I'd rather use my time, which the clients pay for, on growing the accounts and optimizing other aspects. Greg then replies to question five saying manual placements if your goal is to show ads on a specific website or YouTube channels videos. Automated will try to expand you out to get more performance in inverted commas there. We then have Fred replying to question five saying Andrew Log shared this example of a business that wanted to box out their competitors but their own call center was closed on weekends so automations tended to reduce the bids too much so they switched to manual bids for the weekend and SB smart bidding on weekdays. Fred don't enter with new acronyms. SB is not an official acronym, but yes, I guess that's really smart bidding. Lawrence Chase replies to question three saying, yeah, sorry, late to the party today. I have done some testing and so far the category based performance max campaigns seem to be doing well. Still way too many questions for me to know if I would be happy to change over to them fully. However, then Michael Fleming replies to question five saying it's always a matter of discerning time investments versus performance trade-offs. Will the machine give me good enough results that my time investment is better spent elsewhere? And then Julie replies to question five saying if conversion volume is too small, then manual it is for my accounts. I'm finding that manual is having trouble getting off the ground more and more lately, trying to not don the tinfoil hat when thinking about why this might be. Yes, I can have got many thoughts that's probably similar to what Julie's thinking as to why that might be. Garrett replies to question five saying in more exploratory campaigns, DSAs, broad match, etc. I definitely prefer to use automated bidding, especially when ROAS is a factor. I wouldn't usually lead with automated until I have a baseline of performance. Dwayne Brown replies to question four saying the better data you can give the machine, the better chance of success. Also, don't make too many changes in short periods of time. Machine needs time to do their work. Rarely does it all happen instantaneously. Yeah, very true point about automation. Sean Ellie replies to question five saying, I still very much prefer manual shopping to smart shopping. Have tested this a bunch across many accounts and although smart always jumps out quickly, dynamic remarketing, manual wins a majority of the time if it loses and if it loses it's not by much and he continues if it's a close loss I still pick manual because I think the data gained is worth something yeah information is really great there like the data that you get from manual than what you get from smart is incomparable so I agree with him on that one Julie gives another answer to question five saying what I would like to see is automated bidding that can actually handle low conversion volume accounts well I'm holding out hope that the tech will get better in this 
area. Fred replies, I am always amazed by how little data Google needs to decide which ads are losers in the ad rotation settings. Sometimes it's less than 20 impressions. While I was at Google, I pushed the PM and engineers on this and they swore the algorithms were correct. Hmm. Julie replies, I think a peek inside the black box of all of this to show and not just tell this would be go a very long way to make advertisers trust it more. Give us a case study or two that shows all of the data in action and how the machine knows this such a high confidence so fast. Fred replies, I fear it will get too technical too fast. And in AI, there often is no clear answer to the question why. But I agree it would be nice if we at least had the option to have a peek into the technology. I'd love to have a peek into the technology. Alex Nicole replies to question five saying, I think manual bidding makes sense when the focus is B2B or real niche. Having a client who is able to tell you if quality leads are coming in from PPC is really helpful here and something you can optimize to better than Google. And Lawrence replies to question five saying, I don't use fully manual very often, but when I have seen it help is if an account does not have much data and you are trying to get things going, automation did not get any traffic and manual is sometimes able to get things moving. Very true. Dwayne replies to question five saying, could make sense for a low budget client that may not get enough data for Google to know how to optimize things. Brand campaigns on manual are still better in my opinion when you are not obsessed with 99% impression share and or overpaying for a click. Well, I guess with impression share, bidding you can set it to be at let's say 60% impression share still get a good volume anyway and then Julie takes us on to question six which is the official last question of the chat but you'll see what I mean why I mean when I say official Julie asks how do you plan to stay relevant in a PPC world where more and more of what you used to do is getting automated which is pretty much the big theme in Fred's book which again I think everyone should go check out we've got Dwayne Brown replying to question six saying the future is all about guiding strategy training and that goes for ad platforms people and brands we could be two years or five years away but it is coming. Are you ready? Lawrence replies to question six saying, instead of being focused on a couple platforms, you begin to focus on multiple platforms and creatives versus bids and some of the more manual processes. The complication becomes creative and platform mix to hit client revenue goals. It is basically old school marketing. Julie then goes on to answers question six herself saying, everything old is new again. And by that, I mean, we will need to adjust our thinking away from attribution is gospel and move back to thinking about ad advertising more holistically. Help clients have the right inputs is a good start and understand process better. And we've got um, Chris replying to question, doing a late answer <laughs> reply to question four going right now. I can't think of any tips except for keeping a close eye on it and doing as much as you can do to make the decisions for the automation easy. Remove any irrelevant conversion goals or turn them into count equals no. Apply as many bid adjustments as you can. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Sean Ellie replies question six saying, even as accounts and campaigns get more automated, I think we are we as advertisers will still have a huge responsibility in guiding and consulting overall strategy across platforms and accounts. We may see less small businesses signing up. 
However, hmm, Alex replies to question six saying, um, Fred presented a bit on this at Hero Conference. PBCs are still relevant because we control the inputs that allow Google to optimize. We give Google the conversion data and the targets needed to run a hopefully successful campaign. And coming along a very interesting thread here, Dwayne Brown's answer to question six, where he goes, the future is all about guiding strategy training. And that goes for ad platforms, people and brands. Lawrence replies to it saying that we will be marketing professionals instead of just PPC professionals, essentially. And Dwayne replies to that saying, in many ways, we already are. And I absolutely agree with it, which is why my handle is the marketing Anu, not the PPC Anu, because we need to look at all things holistically. We can't, we can't just look at what PPC is doing, but we also need to be aware of what SEO is doing, what paid social is doing, what email marketing is doing, what a wide range of things are doing. And when yeah, continues in many ways, we already are for those who want to, we try to take on clients who don't just view us as button pushers, etc. And Lawrence goes, yes, the way I work with my brands is just an extension of their marketing team. So many times we are discussing everything from email campaigns to advertising options already. Dwayne continues, gotta make sure everything is working together absolutely right it's all about the business goals not just paid search goals and we've got brett coming in for the last <laughs> few minutes of the chat and replying to question six saying by controlling the variables that remain there still will be still is opportunity to educate guide and make corrections rather than resist automation i'm embracing it and finding ways to drive maximum time performance with it and yeah julie then goes on and to say please i'll keep answering questions and what questions do you have for fred for our last 10 minutes so yeah no official questions coming up but this was about 10 minutes to the end of the chat leaving the room for people to come in and ask fred any questions melissa makido replies to question six saying clients will always need help with strategy time to think strategically exactly couldn't agree more so yeah, so in response to Julie's request for people to, you know, throw in their questions, Michael Fleming goes, um, Fred, what are your favorite PPC experiments to still do in current age of automations? And again, what are your favorite PPC experiments to still do in the current stage of automation? And Fred replies, figuring out RSAs, example, what theme works best. So instead of just dumping all ideas into one ad, Try two ads with different themes and see which theme wins. So yeah, also about themes with like, even with ad groups, that's where we really move to. We are not into single keyword ad group anymore. We're into single intent. So intents and themes, what are the things that are working? John Kagan replies to question six saying comparable or shareable skill set, i.e. YouTube, paid social, GDN, hands-on, keyboard programmatic, etc. Education is key. I also make a mean nacho dip. I'm not sure how that relates, but okay. Thanks for that note, John. <laughs> We've also got Fred just uh, putting a note here saying, I also believe we need to shift focus in PBC management from managing details inside the ad system to managing inputs at the periphery of the system. Example, what is a conversion? No, a lead is not a conversion. How do we optimize our fees? Exactly. What is the ultimate conversion? Because it's all about leads are not conversion. A conversion is what the client ends up doing. How does the client bring the revenue into 
the into the business. So when you measure leads, I think it's very important to measure lead quality, quality of leads and put a marker on that. Greg um, then replies to question six as well, saying stay on the cutting edge of everything. First mover advantage testing if things are applicable or not. Shout out to PPC chat and marketing o'clock. So yeah, not too many questions for Fred because I feel Julie just did an amazing job with giving all the questions that we, we have for Fred. And so yeah, I hope you found that chat very interesting as I did. I will immediately announce here and you know remind you all that I already have our guest co-host with um, Julie next week, who will be Ginny Marvin. We'll be all be talking about Performance Max, so make sure you get your questions ready for that. So yeah, hope you found that talk useful and taking some great takeaways. But if you want to chat about this topic some more and talk about automation, I don't know whether Julie has mentioned, I'm not sure whether Fred will be around for the Twitter Spaces chat, but we'll be around and I'm sure there'll be loads of people to answer any questions that you may have. But yeah, if you want to join us, join us at 5 p.m. on Thursday for that Twitter Spaces chat. For any feedback about the podcast, about this episode, about any corrections you might want to make, please get in touch with me on Twitter, especially my DMs are open on the handle The Marketing Anu or on LinkedIn. We have a PPC chat roundup podcast group on there. So yeah, we'd love to have you there. So just join us. It will also be great to have all you longstanding and loyal listeners of this podcast to give a review or a rating, which you can do on Spotify now and would really appreciate that. So yeah, just to see all the possible links of how you can leave a review or rating, go to Linktree, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash PPC chat underscore roundup. Again, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash PPC chat underscore roundup. Finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly. There's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your songs kicking. Bye and speak to you next week.